life. You're born into the world, you grow, you mature, you go to college, you start a career and a family. It looks like everything goes as planned. Or does it? Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. I'm your host, Mr. Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. So this week I didn't have a guest, um, specifically to, I guess, uh, speak on other things. Um, I guess I would speak on something that's been heavy in my heart. Uh, hopefully it can inspire you in any other in any way. If this is something that you need to hear, um, I hope it's timely. I hope it's beneficial and I hope it's encouraging. I think that's the point of uh, th this podcast is to be encouraging. There are going to be moments where I speak on things that are uh, disheartening, things that are, um, for lack of better terms, uh, it could be a, a downer. Um, I've never really had the most optimistic view over the last decade. Uh, because <laughs> uh, I, I keep blaming, the, I, I keep lacking grace for the decisions for a long time. I lacked grace for the decisions that I've made, uh, like like right like pre college. Uh, I wasn't in my, I wasn't in the right frame of mind. I actually went out to eat uh, with my 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 brother uh, Jesus. Uh, he's like, I, I, you will hear me speak of him often because this is this is my best friend that I've had since high school um it's been, it's been a while when we both seen each other get married um i've, I've seen them um uh, you know bring children into the world so it's um thankfully and fortunately we've been a part of major a, a been a part of the major events concerning each other's lives so anyway we uh, if you don't know this Every Tuesday, at Ruby Tuesday, they have what they call five dollar burgers. The burgers are pretty decent. They're not the biggest burgers in the world, but they but they're pretty good for five dollars. Now you get a tray, a plate full of fries or tater tots. You can either get a I think it's a hamburger with beef. You can get a turkey burger. I think you can get a chicken sandwich, grilled or fried. So I think next time I might try try the fried chicken. Uh, fried food hasn't been kind to me over the last few years, but I'm, I'm willing to risk it. If you know, for Ruby Tuesday, maybe different, maybe a different experience. I don't know. But anyway, I was telling uh, Jesus that if there was anybody to blame for not having a good high school high school experience, it was definitely me. I had the opportunity to do different things. I had the opportunity to play sports. You know, go to parties be more open, be more, um, how can I put it, more of a extrovert, but I think I'm a, 
I think I am a in, introvert extrovert, which means that I will go somewhere where there's a lot of people and I'm only quiet now long enough to get the feel of the conversation before I decide to say something. Um, in the past, I was an extrovert extrovert. Like I would, I would crawl into myself and feel as if I had nothing to add to the conversation or the moment. But as you get older and you become more confident in who you are, that changes. And that's basically what happened to me. Um, you know, similar to what happened to Jesus and everyone else that I've met, you just, you get, you mature. And then you look in the mirror and you say, this is who I am. So if there's something about me that I don't like. What am I willing to do to change it? And then you go about from that point on. So, um, but I, I realized that, um, I realized that, um, that lately I've had this immense amount of joy and immense amount of peace. I text my mom, uh, my mom, um, next to my wife have been, has been the only person that I could ever have an entire conversation with about God, um, and walk away full as if we just eaten a meal. And it's always been that way. Our relationship has evolved into a friendship uh, where we respect each other as, you know, mother and son, uh, as well as woman and man. Uh, we respect our individuality, um, but also our family dynamic. And things have worked out to the point where we could have that. You know, if things were different, you know, it probably wouldn't have been that way. But um, I do thank God every day that I'm able to have that type of relationship with her. Uh, but... I text her and I said, Mom, I've, I've, I've just had this immense amount of peace lately. And it's it feels good. It, feel good. It's feel, it feels good to the point where I could maneuver through the day knowing that whatever I lack, God would feel. God would definitely, definitely feel. Um, and it's, it's very reassuring and... It's, it's, it's a beautiful feeling. It really is. I'm not saying that my life is perfect, but it's, but I am saying that my life is changing. It's changing in a, in a good way. That's noticeable. That's enriching. Uh, that is feeding into who I am and what it is that I want for my life. And it is, it's very, it's a very warming reality to come to so i'm really looking forward to whatever uh, that's ahead of me so but um i guess the title of this podcast episode is uh the peace peace that surpassed all understanding um so i guess i title it i title it surpass all understanding because it has it has surpassed my own understanding of what's going on over the past five or six years, I've gone into a a degree of hills and valleys where I would reach a high and then just immediately drop to the valley and stay there. And I would coast. I would go into autopilot. 
I would get up every day, every Monday through, you know, Monday through Friday, get up, make, you know, have breakfast, put my clothes on, grab my, my bags, head to work, get off, head to the gym, head back home, probably re record a song or watch something on Netflix. And that was it. That that has been my life for the last five years. And I know a lot of people that are listening who have other family responsibilities. You're probably a parent. You probably work different hours and you probably have to tend to other things outside of your uh, list of um, extra curriculum, extracurricular activities. So, uh, yeah you probably don't have much room for leisure and I understand that but lately I've come to the conclusion that if if 24 hours is all I have and the next 24 hours isn't promised how am I going to utilize the now so I just tell you about the transformation that I've undergone not going to spend too much time on it, but the the pivotal moment for me was the moment I decided to pursue writing full time. Now, for those of you who, uh, when you hear that, you probably think that I may sit somewhere and write novels and, <laughs> you know, probably sit outside on the balcony somewhere with the journal that's that's not how I roll. That's not how I operate. I'm not built that way, as the modern phrase goes. But I decided to use what I love doing and I do well, and that is writing. I've been writing for as long as I can remember. I can go as far back as, what, fourth or fifth grade, even before then. Apparently, my mom has older writings I can barely understand my handwriting has not always been uh, attractive but um, it's been very imaginative so <laughs> I've been writing for as long as I can remember and you, most of you all know my story I always wanted to be a famous writer when I was in high school we used to study particular authors and I told myself yo I want to be that author that the, the teacher says, okay, this week we're going to be studying the works of Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. I wanted to be that guy. I wanted to be the guy that people, uh, whose work people dissect for like weeks. You know, if, if not a high school setting, then a, then a college course. Um, just like Shakespeare. Shakespeare had a college course taught by uh, Dr. Wes Kisting at Augusta University. And I loved it. Uh, primarily... Uh, because of how he taught the class he made it very entertaining and and, and engaging um and worth the while uh but i always wanted to be that be that professor uh, even um oh my goodness forgot her name oh she's gonna hurt me she taught african-american literature i see her face and she um Oh, man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but the way that these professors taught these courses, um, they made them so um, 
it's made him so interesting, so lively. Um, but I, but I wanted to be one of the authors that they studied, that anybody studied. I wanted it to be a puzzle piece for somebody. I wanted it to be a puzzle piece for a reader. Um, but anyway, so you know, high school. I wanted to be a better. I wanted to be that writer. I let a literature teacher critique my work. She used to do it in red ink, and she just used she she tore it up, like not you know literally, uh, but it, it was unrecognizable. I couldn't recognize it when she gave it back to me. Like dang, I felt like she graded it, but she probably did, you know. But she said she told me, "Oh, you're a writer. If you have anything that you want me to read, you know, let me know." So after that, I said, "You know what? I'm tired of this. I don't. I want to be able to give somebody some somebody." my work and they take it and just know that it is what it is and just accept it so i wanted to go to college so that what my my teacher did to my poetry would never happen again but little did i know that more critique was on his way you know my ego was about to be infiltrated and almost completely demolished it's you know specifically when i got to workshop courses in college so anyway going through college I realized that I had to figure out why I wrote and I wrote to be therapeutic I wrote to help me and I wrote to help others so my next question was so how am I going to use that that question mark existed for a very long time it existed way before I graduated so I leave college I go into a, a, a depression. I go into a depression. Um, I, I, I go, I'm in the valley, and then all of a sudden I reach a, a particular high. Something happened in my life that literally threw me off course. And then I came back, and right before that happened, I went into another a very deep depression to the point that I didn't, I didn't want to be alive. I'm not afraid to admit to that, uh, but it was true. I didn't want to be alive and writing wasn't enough for me at that moment. Yo, TGOS listeners, we're going to pause right here for a moment. Take a quick break and be right back. So seeing that it's Black History Month, I do want to thank the pioneers of art, particularly when it comes to writing, uh, for paving the way for us writers who are creating currently to express ourselves, to reflect the world that we live in, but most importantly, to support our beliefs to support our values because without them, without the Toni Morrisons, uh, without the, the Langston Hughes, without the James Baldwins, I wouldn't have felt confident uh, to operate as a writer in this current day. So the Audre Lords, um, the Lucille Cliftons, um, yo, thank you so much for just having the boldness to write and to 
exaggerate the imagination and allow us to see life from a different lens. I highly appreciate that. Um, just wanted to pay my respects. So continue to listen to the latest episode of the Glory Not Stories. And here we are back to the episode. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm moving on and I'm participating and I'm still writing, writing poems. I'm writing for the City Rag, which was a local, you know, small um, nonprofit uh, newspaper uh, that somebody gave me and even James Aaron Snow the opportunity to to further our writing experience and. I started reading poetry at local cafes and local events, and I I didn't realize that in the midst of all this, I was gaining experience. It may not have looked the same way um, as other writers who moved on after you know post graduation, but that was my experience as a writer, and I even and now I had to I have to realize that it's salvageable that is that is very it has it's beneficial and it has value and i didn't see it that way so fast forward to 2020 last year published my first book after 10 years of 10 years worth of material if you look at the book it's not thick uh, but it's just been years of me editing particular poems writing poems based off my experience in my life as a young man and finally deciding to get out of my way so I can just put it out there because that has been my dream always been my dream to write a book but still it was that it's that what if like how how am I going to use what this this gift to support my future family my idea family at the time and I got scared so I put that to the side. I just say, you know what? It doesn't matter what I do as long as I just I I can always write. I can I can do anything. I can be anywhere. I can always write. So I stuck with that. So at some point I decided, you know what? I'm going to try to be a, uh, an educational counselor. So I was looking at coursework and the master's program, see all the things I got to do. Then I started school so I could boost my GPA and then all of a sudden you say, you know what? If I'm going to be an educational counselor, I have to take psychology courses. And then I realized, you know what? I don't want to take any psychology courses. What is it that I want to do? I said, Calvin, why don't you try to be a... Well, CJ, that's what I call myself. I just want my family name. I said, CJ, why don't you try to be a educator? I said, okay. I, I can be a, a, a secondary educator. Um, you know, teach high school. So I spoke with some teachers. And they were like, yo, if this is what you want to do, these are the steps you have to take. So I have it in my mind that I'm going to be a teacher. And then one day, now this is the beautiful thing about having a spouse. God knew exactly what he was doing. So if you are not married, men, if you're not married and you have this idea of who or what you want your wife to be, remember, if it's God's will that you all be together, you're going to get more than what you expect. And when you experience it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I've only been married 
for almost one year to be one year next month. But within this year, man, my wife has spoken into my life in ways that no one else ever have or ever will. And I know for a fact that God is speaking through my wife. For he says, for a man findeth him a wife, for a man who findeth him a wife findeth a good thing. Now that, that good thing is, is, a con, is a combination of wisdom, love, patience, grace, uh, encouragement. Everything is categorized under those two words, good thing. So just if you trust me, you're going to get more than you asked for. And that's the beautiful thing about God. You ask him for 10, he'll give you 20. He may even give you 100. So that's just the type of loving father that he is. Um, so I realized that at, at, at a moment, my, my wife was telling me, she said, uh, Calvin, you, lately I noticed, and I've always noticed this about you. She said, you, your face light up when you talk about writing. And it's it's not the same expression you you give or you exhibit when you talk about being a teacher. And I was like, "You're you're right. I don't. I love writing. Writing is something I could do for free, and I can definitely do it. You know, um, if it brings home the salary, I would definitely do it. So I." I Decided, finally decided. I sat down with her and I said, you know what? I'm going to pursue writing. And I didn't mean this as something that I'm just going to try. Like, no. Writing is what I do well. Writing isn't just what I went to school for. Writing is the is are the ten talents given to me in the, in the, uh, via the parable in the Bible. And I wanted to utilize all of them and bring back tenfold i don't want to be the one that hide the talents i don't want to be the person that doesn't use the talents that they're given but i want to be the one that multiplies them so if i'm going to pursue this i'm going all in so i started putting my portfolio together i finally finished the website um I will share it on my Instagram page so you'll know if you want to view it, you can. Um, but I I am selling myself, uh, for lack of better terms, I'm presenting myself as the writer that I've always been. And the moment I made that decision, this immense amount of peace came over me. Because at that moment, I felt like God was saying, now we can get to work he was waiting on me to get out of the way and ride the wind so if you have not seen wonder woman 84 i'm not going to tell the story but keep this in mind if you're going to watch it the concept of not fighting the concept of not trying to overdo it the concept of trying to do something that you can't just ride the wind. Just ride it. Um, and that's what I'm doing. I decided to 
take my hands away and realize even with my hands on the wheel, I don't have full control. For those, everyone, most people, if not everyone, is aware of hydroplaning in rain. Like you're you're driving, it could it could even be you driving down the the roads of your complex. If you're driving at a certain speed and you stop, and your car is still moving, you're hydroplaning when it's raining, and when it, when you're you're driving on wet ground. Or even if you uh, you're trying to um, drive off and you start spinning, your tire is spinning, but you're not really moving. You're, you're hydroplaning. Uh, the water has developed a a uh, thick enough layer between the tire and the ground where you can just slide right over it. And even with both hands on the wheel, even with you maneuvering the gas and the brakes. You don't have full control. And one thing that I had to realize is that I don't have full control of my life. I can't dictate what happens to my wife. I can't dictate what happens to me, my family, my friends, my job, my car. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, and I, I can't control that. What I can control is how I react. What I can control is how I pray, how I, how I talk to God, what I can control are my impulses, my urges. Um, I can control the amount of time that I do put towards writing, the amount of time I do put towards uh, leisure time, towards exercising, um, towards making sure that I have a, a healthy diet. Um, I can control that. So with that in mind, I realized that I do the best that I can and I let him handle the rest. When God approached Moses and Noah, when God approached Abraham, um, when God <laughs> when God approached everyone, all the uh, the, the iconic uh, biblical characters, um, people who everyone is highly aware of when it comes to God's word. All he says is do, even with Adam and Eve. He just says, do not eat of the forbidden tree. Do not eat the forbidden fruit. You can have everything. Just don't partake of that. That's that's all I ask. He didn't explain. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. So all he asks is that we do. And he does the rest. And that's something that I finally came to terms with is that I don't I don't have control. My wife will tell you, I hate being late. I hate it. I'm gonna be honest with you. Before we got married, um, before we moved in, I was on my own time. We were dating, but I was on my own time. So there were some things that I would do. And I was like, yo, if it's going to just be me, trust me, I'm not going to be on time. I'm going to be early. So what I did is I used to what I used to do, I would get upset about being late for a movie, being late for an event, being late for a gathering. Um, but I realized I don't have control because, say, for instance, we're on time. Not only are we on time, we're early. And then all of a sudden we have an accident and we survive. We walk away from it. 
I can't get upset because we're late because our lives were spared. There are bigger things to be concerned about. And plus, we're all human. Even on our best day, we're going to slip up. We're going to miss our mark. Our best day. So lately, one thing that has really been brightening my day is coffee. Now, I've never been a coffee drinker. I remember when I was four years old, I think four or five, my mom left a cup in the car. The car was running. She had to go back in the house to grab something. She specifically said, do not drink out of my cup. Now, as a kid, when you tell me not to do something, I got to do it. So I grab a cup with a grin on my face and I sip it. And it was the nastiest taste I ever had. And I never drank it before because I asked mom, what was that? She said it was coffee. I was like, coffee? Ugh. So I never drank coffee. Fast forward to 35 years old. Um, my wife introduces me to mild slash blonde coffee, the lowest um, uh, degree of coffee, you know, under medium and then having dark. So having mild coffee change, especially when I started using tasty creamers, you know, like the French vanillas or uh, the ice cream flavor or Oreos, Oreo flavor, like it was... <laughs> I, I, my wife described it perfectly. She said, I like a little, uh, coffee in my cream. <laughs> so, and that is true. Um, I, I actually look forward to it every morning. My cup of coffee, my cup of coffee. I look forward to it. I really do. Um, I really, really do. But anyway, uh, the point of this, again, going back to the beginning is surpassed, surpassing all understanding. I don't understand where this change came from, but it was a revelation. It was an understanding that I can't fully grasp. All I know is that I have peace about it and my days are easier. Now, it's not always going to be that way. Right now, I'm, at, I'm on the hill and someday the, the valley just may be around the corner, but I can always come back to this. I can always know that pain will endure for a moment, but joy comes in the morning. And it does. This is my joy, the joy I've been waiting on for a very long time. And I'm not, and that funny thing is, I'm not a morning person. But with the help of coffee, but that's a different story. You know, that helps. But anyway, uh, I was just going along with the the analogy of, you know, from dusk to dawn. But, um, yeah, I'm happy. And um, the moment you realize that everything that you need, you were equipped with before you were even born, your life is about you sharpening your skill. Your life is about your journey towards fulfilling your purpose. Your life is about maturing, pruning. Because of sin, because of being a human being, 
you're going to have a natural desire to do what you want to do. But that's not what we were created. We were created to be relational with God. We were created to give back the glory. We were created to reflect. That's why we were created. God wanted to create us in his image. A lot of people will say that's selfish, but I would say that is one of the most creative things to do because he gave us all different personalities, all different desires, all different skills, talents, and gifts. Yet everything comes back to the middle, which is him. So continue to pursue your purpose. Hone, acknowledge, and be proud of your skills. Because you're able to do something that a lot of people are not. Whatever that is. Whatever it is, feed into it and make it the best it can possibly be. I love you guys. Um, tune in. Uh, I will have a guest uh, next time. I'm not going to tell you who it is. But I enjoy sharing this with you. Um, yeah, my, my wife and I are making plans for the future. Really looking forward to whatever God has in store for us. Uh, but man, this I've, I have, I've never felt this way. I've never felt because usually when I get to this point, I'm thinking, OK, at one point is the bottom going to fall out. But even if something is slipped from under my feet, I. I'm not worried about landing on the ground because I'm just going to get right back up. I'm not built that way. I'm not built to stay down. We are we are not built to stay down greater is he that is in us than he is in the world yo that i know this sounds corny i know that you you've heard that so many times but it's so true god's word never comes back void so say that as often as you can you have power you are a vessel you are here to be of service you are we are the salt of the earth we are to preserve Love, we are to preserve all that is holy. I know Christians have a bad rep, um, especially after, specifically after everything that has happened over the last four years. Um, but continue to read God's word. If you want to know truth, read his word. And not only read it, apply it, practice it. And I'm speaking to myself as well. You know, there's, I do have some dry days when I, when I don't read and I don't do my devotional. Um, but just as long as you're constantly having a conversation with God, you'll learn more and more about yourself that you didn't know before. So pursue your purpose and um, let God handle the rest. This is the latest episode of the glory in our stories with your host, Mr. Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. Uh, this episode titled Surpassing All 
understanding. Yo, thank you all for listening. Continue to tune in for the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. Yeah.